0: Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8, where we discuss House of Hammer Part 3. Sasha will be back next week, but until then, we heard rumors that she got her inspiration from Catch Me If You Can. She's been masquerading as a flight attendant because she really likes those scarves. Let's get into it. Dear listeners, just when you thought that it couldn't get any worse. It's about to get funnier. Sincerely, tactless.
1: I'm Sasha. I'm a girl with a warm heart, and I'm already sick of your shit, so don't try me. But I still love you.
0: I'm Tony. I'm a frustrated musician who will tell you to your face, Being a dog mom is not a thing.
1: Hi, I'm Lizzie. I'm the tangy lady marmalade that holds this turd sandwich together. All right, and now on to part three of House of Hammer. The The
0: third and final episode, which is kind of a mix of the first two, really. Like, it started off just Army and his disgustingness second episode was a lot of family history and then this one aptly tying it all together but you know not as sleazy as episode one was but still kind of nasty you still so, want to
1: take a shower afterward yeah I agree. yeah
0: it's still a little a little gnarly but um i guess the just go it's kind of convoluted honestly i was trying to think of a good way to to split it up and go from one thing to another but it's it's really not this episode doesn't necessarily flow that well to be honest with you when i was watching it i was like it kind of jumps around from one thing to another so i guess in uh in similar fashion we'll just kind of start with the beginning and and jump around too but it does end up kind of tying some things up um so that you at least you know see all of these all of these things for what they are um and i thought it was cool to kind of jumping ahead just like i said i was going to um courtney his ex-girlfriend gets to meet his aunt who wrote the book um which i thought was kind of cool just because you know if you're ever in a situation like that having someone who understands how, how you're feeling or, or what the situation looks like is really helpful to your own mental health, let alone have somebody who's dealt with the same people. So I'm sure that was really helpful for her to be able to, to connect and somebody else, you know, with somebody else in that way so that she felt like, you know, I'm not alone in this, you know, so other person, she grew up with that garbage, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I thought that was kind of a cool thing for them to do.
1: It was that was kind of the underlying theme of this episode, wasn't it? Was the the camaraderie, the support in the women that were affected by this family. And then yeah. also their impact on women that might be in a similar situation or might be going, you know, could possibly go into a situation like this and knowing what to look for yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I have to say though, as a weird funny kind of funny side thing every time they said occidental petroleum they call it oxy and I was like cotton or oxy like acne <laughs> medication you know like that's all I, that's what it brought to mind
0: <laughs> yeah it's such a weird I'm sure there was a reason behind the name but it it just if if I hear it real quick too I think accidental yeah and I just yeah
1: That's appropriate, though, isn't it? Accidental, yeah, they uh don't have a good track (laughs) record,
0: (laughs) not at all. Yeah, that's that's in there too, actually. They're uh, was it one of their um, like offshore drilling platforms exploding or something?
1: Yeah, and I, I guess that was a massive, massive tragedy which yeah. yeah that's in the north sea that's scary to think
0: i think they said 160 people died or something like that yeah
1: that's a heck yeah. of a
0: lot of people
1: it really is i know and you think the you know the prince of wales and princess diana were there at the memorial mm-hmm. for this that's how big a deal it was yeah and crazy but yeah um to go back sort of to the beginning we we do hear a little bit more from casey at the at the beginning of this uh this episode it was interesting too because she used the the terminology the love bombing the -hmm. controlling and stuff in um in relation to army who's her nephew and she also said she wasn't surprised because she lived through many generations of this this madness kind of a thing i also thought it was interesting because she was coming forward a friend of hers warned her like to basically go dark right so yeah she was hiding out from the from the world
0: yeah which you know you can't really blame them for cautioning her like that it seems like this family almost has unlimited resources to uh you know get gosh i mean look at look at his grandpa got it got somebody basically a, got him uh I guess bought his freedom You know, got him out of a murder charge yeah
1: Um, yeah he he bought him out
0: I wouldn't doubt that they would you know try to hire somebody to go after her or try to you know mess with her or ruin her in some way Mm -hmm. also the uh, um, the one woman that was married to Julian and left him how they said that Armand told her he was going to ruin her, and he effectively did in court, right?
1: Yeah, he did.
0: So not he only do they have a track record of this abuse, but they have a track record of trying to get re- revenge against anybody who, who kind of does them wrong in their eyes. So, you know, I think it was good advice. You know, have an unlisted number, always watch your back, make sure no one's following you, all that kind of stuff. Because once you expose something like this, I think, um, you know, I'll take a a small, small page from uh, Dr. Romani's book here. Um, You know, a big thing with narcissists is that feeling of shame when they're exposed. And this is definitely shining a light all over this nastiness. And they're going to feel that shame. And that's when the rage usually comes out. So, you know, it would, it would make sense to, uh, you know, kind of, buckle down and and prepare for whatever backlash she gets because mm-hmm. i'm sure there's going to be something
1: oh absolutely yeah they it's all about how they look to the world and yeah the yeah. power that they wield over, over others and if you go off script forget, oh, it. forget
0: it yep yeah the people even say you know um i think it was courtney that said when she first talk to army he was love bombing her and he he very much put on that persona of the good looking actor that he puts out for the public Mm -hmm. and then slowly you see oh privately this is a completely different person so you know they're very committed to putting on that facade wherever they can
1: very much so you know and and speaking of courtney um at the beginning of this particular episode, she talks about a little bit about going into rehab and it Mm -hmm. turns out they were kind of treating her for, um, for PTSD and, and stuff like that. And then, um, she, she said, and I quote, uh, she felt small, disgusting, and ugly as a result of this. Like that was so spot on to me. Like, you know, you're treated like this and you're the one that feels like crap and he's going on, you know, and as we find out, found a 22-year-old to put yeah. up with him for a little while after this.
0: Yeah, we meet another girl that he decides to date. And, and Courtney mentions that when she's in rehab, somebody texted her to tell her about his new girlfriend. And uh, she seems kind of regretful that she took the bait, but she ended up looking up this girl and just being, being upset. You know, that he went from doing this to her, she's now in rehab because of what he did. And now he's doing the same things to a 22 year old, um, obviously, you know, another beautiful young lady. And she mentions that, you know, in looking at her social media posts, uh, she can see bruises on her body and stuff like that that she noticed, you know, obviously big indicators that you know army is obviously doing the same thing to this this poor girl that she did to her
1: yeah those those pictures were pretty disturbing and like she was posing with them you know like they look like they were instagram photos or something yeah but yeah he reportedly had told her to wear the bruises with the badge of pride and they were like oh my gosh what the what the what yeah you're your abusers bruises and you know what else came to mind it was kind of crazy I had this flashback I don't know if you remember I think it was like the late 90s when Angelina Jolie and Billy Bob Thornton would wear like vials of each other's blood around each other's necks and I was like up until that point like that was the creepiest weird celebrity crap that we'd heard of and now we got this this nut job you know
0: yeah and I guess he was uh I guess her and, and Courtney ended up comparing notes to kind of hop forward a little bit and I'll come back, but mm-hmm. um, I guess he, he literally did the same things with the, what, what was her name again? I forget.
1: Oh, Paige. Forget name. Yeah.
0: Paige. Yeah. So he did the same things with Paige that he did with Courtney, take her to the same motel mm-hmm. uh, playing the same music. Uh, she said that he traveled around with ropes and knives and all sorts of BDSM stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and she felt the same way. Like she couldn't say no. Mm-hmm. Like she was gonna just let him do what he wanted to do, you know, which, um they, they end up focusing on on a specific instance where he tells her that he's gonna put his initials on her and cuts his initials into her skin mm-hmm. to where she's bleeding. And then decides that that's not enough for him too. And ends up like licking up the blood and just being super creepy. Um, I think it was also good too, that they brought in um, another woman that was, uh, I guess, I guess what you call a uh, subject matter expert on BDSM. Um, because I personally don't know a whole lot about it myself either, but uh, she, you know, was outlining things like this, you know, his behavior is not indicative of what people experience when they're practicing BDSM the way that it was intended to be practiced. I mean, the dude is just, he's a predator. He's taking advantage. Mm-hmm. He's setting up these situations so that they do feel helpless and really enjoying that part of it, which it has nothing to do with the way BSM is, is, uh, is practiced, but he's also, and and she mentioned this, it seemed like he was going after women who didn't know anything about it so that he could basically train them to be okay with whatever he decided to do, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I mean, that to me, just reminded me of all those stories you hear of pedophiles, like breeding children, basically,
1: Yeah. you know, bringing them up and
0: grooming, yeah, grooming them and, and trying to get them into this headspace of being accepting Mm -hmm. of this disgusting thing or this evil thing or whatever they're doing. I just really struck a chord with me, not only because she was quite a bit younger, but just because he seemed to, To start a relationship off on a really high note, you know, Mm -hmm. bringing them up, bringing them up, love bombing the heck out of them, and then slowly introducing them into this stuff. And it just, it just really speaks of, of grooming. And that's, you know, exactly what he was doing, trying to find somebody who is maybe weaker than him or, uh, you know, ignorant of, of what he was trying to accomplish Mm-hmm. And then molding them into whatever he wanted, which is, you know, I mean, that's the ultimate power play for somebody like this, but it's sick, you know?
1: It is. It's so depraved. And he, such predatory behavior, as you said, like, oh, yeah. he, and he knew, and that's why the, the narcissist thing stands out to me, because he knew who to look for. He knew the signs of, you know, who would be receptive to this kind of stuff you know like we've talked about before you know i mean probably if a guy told me personally you know oh yeah i'm gonna smoke your ribs and eat them i'd be like oh yeah um bye but you know he knew how to ease into this to where she oh yeah he wasn't serious or you know whatever but yeah if he's licking her blood i i imagine that he's probably pretty serious about that that
0: was really disturbing to me too is that um Paige even, because the other one said that he, you know, mentioned cannibalistic ideas and stuff like that. But even Paige said that he talked about trying to find a surgeon that would remove one of her ribs so that he could smoke it and eat it. Like, that is just beyond sick. You know, like, this dude is extremely unwell. And he got her into the headspace to be able to blow off that comment
1: right yeah because that's disgusting that's that's like horror film level stuff
0: and just to think that he was so good i guess is so good at manipulating people to that point is really disturbing Mm -hmm. like the dude does not need to be among the population of, of anywhere he needs he needs to be locked up like it's not safe he's crossed so many lines and he's you know become very proficient in these skills of evil that he does not does not need to be among us anymore i don't think i agree and and i still i know that i mentioned this in the first uh the first episode when we were talking about him but i really wonder if there are other women that he did this to who maybe didn't come forward or say anything um you know, are there other women that maybe he took it too far and choked them and they're no longer with us? I who knows. You know, I wouldn't put yeah. it past him if he does all the other stuff that it isn't something that he's capable of. You know? I do so, wonder,
1: yeah, because well, and you know, they talk about this toward the end, the you get vitriol from his fans where they really like the charmies or something like that you know yeah. death threat like the the common troll stuff you know you get death threats and all that stuff and then you know i, I imagine that would deter a lot of people yeah. from coming forward be like yeah i'm not gonna not gonna go up against this or have to testify and talk about it yeah you know as you've said we absolutely admire these women for for even speaking out because oh yeah who wants to relive this madness not not me for sure
0: Well, and the other part of it is the type of person that they prey upon is a very introspective, empathetic, loving person. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that his relationship with all these women affected them greatly because of that. And gosh, if you you feel that way and you get that kind of pushback from people, it is extremely difficult to keep going you know if you have any issues with self confidence if you it, well i honestly you know a, as an empathetic person myself if anyone tells me something negative about myself i think about it it goes in there and you you assess it you know mm-hmm. if they say oh you're you know a rude person or whatever Even if it's not true, it gets in, you know, and I think that that that's that's one of those qualities that these narcissists love to see because it allows them to control your thoughts and your own emotions and how you deal with things so easily. Mm -hmm. And it makes it extremely difficult afterwards to talk about it to bring it to light for other people and that's why i really do think it's huge that these girls are talking out and being so open about because man it's emotionally draining it really is
1: very much so it's beyond it's beyond reason like this is not anything that anyone should ever have to deal with no and like even having the vocabulary to talk about it is so admirable like this is not like oh yeah everybody you know You know at one point learns to drive or everybody at one point you know goes on their first date and it it's terrible or whatever but like this is this is not something that you're prepared to deal with and this is not something that you're prepared to talk about most of the time yeah yeah and
0: truthfully you know i i'm sure that they're you know they may have edited (laughs) their interviews a little bit because i would have too if this happened but you know i'm sure it's extremely emotional Mm -hmm. for all of these women to to talk about it i'm sure there were moments where they just couldn't speak or you know they just broke down because talking about it thinking about it puts you back there Mm -hmm. you know and to talk about it in a in such a public area like for a documentary is oh i can't imagine what that feels like but hats off to them and honestly too you know um even before this all came out is is when army's aunt wrote her book too which is bold you know <laughs> that was before this stuff was really in the limelight too and she took that step which you know i think even if it was literally just for her to be able to write these things down and and put it on paper that is a, a big step towards healing from something yeah. like that
1: definitely i think that was part of it right the catharsis of getting it out you Mm -hmm. know whether anybody read it or not it was just to get it get it off of her because she did talk about oddly enough she moved back in with her dad after her mom passed away Mm -hmm. and he was at that time still addled and crazy on drugs and it wasn't until after she moved out and she was in like a dramatization almost like one of those unsolved mysteries things or whatever yeah yeah it brought back like she had like flashbacks the PTSD was coming back and she finally realized oh shoot like all this stuff did happen to me you know and she had suppressed it for so long and that's like you could totally relate to that right like you're always you're just surviving you don't want to think about it you just kind of deal or whatever mm-hmm. and then something will trigger that memory yep. and It's, it's on, you know,
0: something sets it off and you're right back there again. Mm -hmm. And she said the, uh, the guy that she was doing the, the little, um, whatever it's called the reenactment with or or whatever they were doing, she ended up hurting him because Mm -hmm. she just reacted, you know, which obviously it's no fault of hers, but man, that's, that's a, uh, that's a real thing. You know, the PTSD is no joke. Mm -hmm. And especially with something like that, you know, it's something that so many things can trigger it. You know, just even seeing somebody who looks like the person who abused you can like put you right back there. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a weird feeling, you know, she even admitted in this episode, we were kind of on a cliffhanger on the last one uh, with the question, but she did admit that her father even, uh, not only abused her mentally but also sexually too. She didn't go into detail about it, which totally don't blame her, but she did admit to that too, which I can't imagine as a young kid seeing all these things going on, having it done to you. Mm-hmm. Um I don't I don't even want to know what kind of what kind of demon she's still fighting with today. Cause I'm sure that's just a lifelong battle for her. Mm-hmm. You know, that's such an impressionable age to be exposed to all that stuff.
1: It, it really is. And it, 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 colors your whole perception like going forward. Right. And you, she, she was kind of dealing with it later as an adult. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that it, it colored her relationships with, with other people, her family, you know, all that other stuff too, because she saw it through the lens of, of having to survive and not necessarily thriving you know you're always in that survival mode kind of a thing and maybe holding in people at arm's length
0: yeah yeah you really get kind of standoffish when it comes to any relationship because you don't want to fall into that trap again if you climb out of that hole you really would do anything to not go back in
1: Mm -hmm.
0: you know but that was a uh Gosh, that was just a, a crazy story to go through and wade through all of that stuff. But the thing that gets me at the end, they say that Army's still not been not been charged. He's not in custody. I mean, he did the uh, celebrity PR thing of going to some sort of rehab you know and i'm sure that was something that his attorney instructed him to do immediately to give give a certain appearance to the public but the dude does not need to be out among us you know to to be able to accomplish what he accomplished numerous times and these are just the times we know about you know it just it baffles my mind that certain people like you know let's i mean you could take any celebrity you know any celebrity that was accused of misconduct or rape or whatever the case is it seems like they kind of kind of drag him in immediately doesn't it like what makes army different that he's not getting pulled in it seems like there's a good amount of evidence against this dude i mean these women saved messages they saved pictures who knows what else that we didn't see so what is uh what's going on there you know i
1: do wonder because um right as we're reporting this um danny masterson is in court on uh allegations of assault yeah and that seemed to move fairly quickly i mean it's it takes a while to get to court of course but the charges you know came pretty fairly quickly my yeah. my only supposition in this case is is what you discussed earlier is possibly there may be more people coming forward and they want to have all the charges or that's possible they're, they're like they're waiting to see yeah how far this goes because maybe they got a you know they've got a big fat case against him and you know maybe yeah people that didn't want to be public necessarily
0: yeah i would i'd would be curious if you know some some women didn't even know what was going on until the documentary came out, you know, and saw it and came forward and were like, "Oh my God, this guy!" Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I guess anything's possible. It seemed like the dude was just prowling around, trying to trying to find victims constantly. So I don't know. I just I just hate that uh, that idea that these women came forward. They said what they said. They're brave enough to give up all this information. Mm-hmm. You know, some of it, you know, I'm sure is shameful to them. You know, yeah. to to show all people, you know, what you went through and all of that stuff. And to have to have authorities not take them into custody probably probably is really, you know disappointing for them almost wouldn't you think
1: i would think so there's a lot of on the line here in addition to the you know the public outrage the trolls the threats, and all that stuff you're also admitting that you fell for this crap i mean essentially i mean he's a master manipulator obviously and it's not their fault you know no not at all but it's still i'm sure it's like oh like now i have to admit to the world that yeah i went along with this madness
0: yeah it does it comes with some level of shame that they're going to have to carry around mm-hmm. you know even if no one blames them you always blame yourself oh, you know, for sure. i did from my relationship mm-hmm. it just it, it happens it was really hard for me to talk about for a long time i can't even imagine you know what they're going through and then to have to have essentially nothing happening at the moment is mm-hmm. just it's got to hurt you know i'm hoping that you know, like you said, they're compiling more information, or they're getting more people involved, or and they're really going to stick it to them. I hope to God that happens. I really do, if, you know, for everybody's sake. But I just, I, I guess I'm just uh, appalled by the level that Army has gone to. I mean, not that, not that I'm downplaying it, but you know, a lot of times you hear of, oh, you know, this celebrity would, you know, try to seduce women and then he would have his way with them. And that was mm-hmm. it. But like this dude is just like talking about cutting him up and eating them and like doing all sorts of heinous things that, you know, surpass anything I would think of. And he's just doesn't seem to be catching a lot of crap for it at the moment you know
1: yeah he do, he doesn't it's it's so weird too that family i was when we were talking about his his grandfather armand who was apparently instrumental in the watergate scandal as well yeah, to doing yeah. illegal illegal campaign donations to politicians and stuff like that i kept thinking of, you know the rolling Stones song sympathy for the devil nice to meet you like i i've been through all this junk and i survived kind of a deal like i orchestrated all these awful things and that's what it feels like with this family you know like they under subversively doing all this junk and you're like oh my gosh still still going still going yeah it seems
0: like nothing's sticking to them. you know
1: nothing and yeah michael threatens casey with legal action if she keeps fabricating these stories you know it's like i'm pretty sure if yeah what's his name um edward epstein a great author and journalist if he he knows enough to come forward about this family and the shenanigans they've been getting into he's he's going to tell you the truth you know he's backing a lot of this up
0: yeah that was pretty cool too that he he came forward and and said his piece because Mm he apparently spent a lot of time with uh with armin and uh, saw all the stuff that he was doing, bribing people and doing all kinds of nefarious things, mm-hmm. you know, that no one knew about, but that's just, it's crazy. this The whole thing is crazy to me. I mean, you hear about, you know, families that are generational criminals or whatever, mafia related stuff. And I, I have no idea what this is like you know i obviously grew up, i grew up in a in a home where we didn't do any of that kind of stuff right. i can't even imagine what it's like to you know have that have that kind of stuff in front of you and you looking up to these people you know mm-hmm. I, I just hope it stops now I, I don't know i don't know much about army zone family Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like they talk about his his ex-wife and his kids too much but hopefully he doesn't have much of an influence on them or his family doesn't because i would love for all of this to stop with him basically absolutely yeah this new don't pass this
1: this on just yeah clean slate just go move forward yeah yeah i would have
0: liked to hear from his ex-wife too but i understand you know she probably doesn't want to incur the wrath either mm-hmm. you know depending yeah. on what she knows or what she's been exposed to
1: that yeah that's fair she and she's got to probably play nice with him at least for the she's duration to protect
0: her children yeah yeah that's what's most important to her i'm sure
1: well the the cool thing was that they we said earlier um they talked about the benefits of coming forward not just the not just the scary stuff going yeah. forward to prevent encourage and to you know help other people know what the signs are for for this kind of yeah. stuff and even um casey she said i refuse to be silenced i was like you go girl Heck yeah. <laughs> that's that's it you know and i was also reminded it's kind of funny um as you as you know but our listeners don't know um i'm a big fan of pastor rick warren And he always says that your greatest ministry will come out of your greatest pain. And that's what they've, they've really done uh, above and beyond. But yeah, can't, can't applaud these ladies enough. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. It's huge. Cause you know, for every, gosh, for every time that you see something like this, I'm sure there's 10 more stories that you don't see, Mm -hmm. you know, so to be able to uh, educate people to to see the signs and to maybe even inspire them to have the boldness to walk away is huge because the, you know, the, the more you can shine a light on this kind of stuff, the more we can rid ourselves of it. You know, it's how I feel anyway,
1: the cockroaches scatter when the light turns on. That's right. You know, definitely need to need to keep these light. And of course I, it was, not funny, but it was funny. Um, they did have to state that uh, Michael and Drew, Army's parents declined interview <laughs> or didn't respond to interview yeah. requests. And, and so did Army. Army. Did. Yeah. yeah so, of course they didn't. Hmm, I wonder why. That's interesting. Yep. But I did um I did want to ask you what this was like from a male perspective, watching the whole documentary and seeing this uh crazy stuff. <laughs>
0: it was weird. Like, I, I honestly just kept feeling like I was watching, gosh, an episode of Mindhunter or something. Like, it was literally just like they were talking about a serial killer. You know, Mm -hmm. it, it, it kind of felt like that to me because I just, you know, you hear about the things that he did and how he acted and, as a guy I have nothing to relate to like I have no idea what spurred him on to do this kind of stuff or any of that so that was kind of weird um and then just seeing the the emotion on these women's faces when they're recounting you know what he did and how he did things and all that stuff I just I felt horrible. You know, I'm, I'm a dad, obviously, you know, my daughter's not, she's not old enough to be dating anybody, thankfully, but I'm going to get to that point, you know, somewhere where she's going to date somebody. And Oh my God, if, if that was one of, if one of those women were, were my daughter, I don't know that I would be able to hold back just going vigilante on army, you know, Mm-hmm. Just because the level of depravity is just so great there. And and it's something that those women are going to carry with them forever. You know, when something that traumatic happens to you, it never goes away. It's always there. Whether you recognize it or not, you know, and his aunt found that out when she was doing that, that, that show that the guy approached her or whatever, but it's always there. You know, and that's, that's something that's really disturbing and sad to me is that someone who's that crappy of a person can have such a long lasting effect on someone else's life. You know, I think obviously they need to move forward from it and, and heal from it and stuff like that, but it just makes you wish that the people you meet who are just kind and loving people. Could have that big of an impact but for some reason it's always the bad stuff that just sticks with you like that you know
1: that's true it's going to affect their relationships forever and everything way or another. Yeah.
0: yeah it's just like you know when when someone goes to war and they see atrocities and people dying and things people getting blown up and all sorts of stuff they carry that forever mm-hmm. i mean how many I don't know what the statistics are, but, you know, how many combat veterans have PTSD because of what they witnessed or what they went through similar kind of stuff. You know, that's something they're going to have to deal with for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Same with these women, you know, I don't know what that's necessarily going to look like for them, but I really do hope that they get some sort of closure in that army gets some sort of consequence for what he's done i think that'll really help their healing process for sure
1: right and i do too i kind of was hoping that they would relook at the um like intimate partner violence laws mm-hmm. because i i always wonder too if that's that's kind of one of those holdups you know you're like well it started out as consensual but it's you know it ended up not being consensual or whatever you know like all those semantics or whatever but yeah
0: yeah that's what these people always do too they put that spin on it oh well you know they agreed to it so yeah it was a little crazy and you know people have their kinks but you know the girls were fine with it at the time and that's something that they argument they always use
1: Mm -hmm. you
0: know which i understand you know sometimes you have to be careful with this stuff there are people that on the other side will accuse someone of something that they didn't do Mm -hmm. or will accuse someone to, you know, jam them up in in one way or another. But when you have this level of evidence, I really hope that that argument doesn't hold any water.
1: For sure. And yeah, the consistencies in the accounts that he signed his own own warrant on that one, I would say.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like he's got enough people uh, with very similar stories to to show that he had a pattern of behavior. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that helps. But yeah, yeah, I I just I hope it turns out well for the the women that were involved. And I I wish that uh, <laughs> the documentary had some more more closure at the end too. It kind of leaves you hanging because it's still ongoing. Which is understandable because it's you know something that's unfolding right now. But sometimes you watch those things and you like to have a, a happy ending, like oh yeah, well he was sentenced to life in prison or something, and you're like oh okay, good. Now I go to sleep and I feel better. But
1: right? Yeah, like those We're going to have to
0: see how this plays out in front of us, you know.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And I guess if we do get some updates, we'll we'll add them in. Uh, we'll add some episodes on that well you know it is funny when these documentarians do take on the the job though sometimes that puts a fire under the police <laughs> so yeah maybe they'll, true. Uh, they'll speed it up or do something yeah if there's something. no
0: uh, they always say you know if there's no no court involved there's always the court of public opinion too right mm-hmm. so maybe that'll help Kind of push things along to have all these people like, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you know, yeah,
1: yeah, totally. And listeners, I'm going to go a little big sister on you right now. Um, they keep putting uh, joinonelove.org at the end of all the episodes, and the website has some great tips on relationships as well as what to look for, the red flags that you can see early on in a relationship. I I highly recommend. Going to look at it, so yeah. Join OneLove.org. Highly recommend it. Great, great information. And if you believe in what they're doing, you can donate too. So, cool stuff. If you like what we're doing, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, where you can leave us five star reviews on both things. Um, and we're on pretty much every other podcast platform that you can think of. So, if you're listening to us right now, please subscribe. Um, oh. And if you're on YouTube, please thumbs up and subscribe. Um, we just—it's funny—we're like totally legit now. Um, Discovery LLC just hit us with a copyright <laughs> infringement hit. So uh, yep. yeah, show us some support. We've made it,
0: guys. <laughs> We've got Discovery Plus scared <laughs> coming after us.
1: Which is funny because we—we, we, as you know, we don't—we uh, don't show any pictures we don't bother and no. borrow any of their data none of their video none of their audio nothing so that was that was kind of funny anyway <laughs> yeah,
0: typical big fish on youtube behavior there
1: right but yeah
0: yeah you know <laughs> if you want to share your story or have an idea for a topic you can email us at sincerely tactless pod at gmail.com Tweet at us at SincereTactless, or even head to anchor.fm forward slash SincerelyTactless. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for riding with us on this crazy train and not losing your lunch. Until next time, may all your relationships be safe. Take care.